Hi, welcome to the podcast. Oh, just crickets. <laughs> Was the first episode too much? <laughs> There's audible crickets on the Skype call of the potential future people not listening to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Do you want to do the welcome? Do you want to do the intro? Yeah. So, my name's Andrew, and I love let's, running. <laughs> let's let's just not let's just not have the running gag right at the beginning. Let's just. Uh... Anyway, do you want me to say the intro? Hi, welcome to the podcast. Sorry, that's probably very loud, but never mind. So my name's Marco, and this is Andrew. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Bampots. This is a show that's fortnightly, so every second yeah. week. Not every week, that would be weekly. Um, anyway, yeah, so this podcast is every second Wednesday. Yeah, so the reason that we were in this up, up top is because we just started talking last time and didn't mention any of this. Um, yeah. yeah, so... It's going to be fortnightly. Uh, we're going to be talking about something. And yeah, if you want us to talk about a specific topic or something else, you can do that in a variety of ways. You can, we have Twitter. We're Bampots Podcast on Twitter. We're the same on Facebook. We have a contact form on the website, bampotspodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so also the artwork, there's two of us and there's mm-hmm. three people on the artwork. Yeah. Uh, I'm the person on the left. You're the person on the right. And hovering around the background is the honorary third member yeah who is known as raul oh, i meant to do that in a german accent sorry let's do that again you just and, roared a little bit like oh yeah, yeah, I did, yeah i did yeah and his name is raul oh i'm not feeling very german today never mind anyway yeah so that's raul oh so we have some follow-up from the last one so uh last time we discussed representation in movies mm-hmm. and I said, we were discussing how the only real use for females in Marvel movies up until Captain Marvel was for to be damsels in distress. And rightly, uh, Aiden was listening and he said that uh, the damsel in distress cliche ended with Ant-Man and the Wasp, which <laughs> is fair because like she's a title character of that movie and she's she holds her own and she's not a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Some would say that they didn't write her particularly well in that movie because mm. her character development it doesn't really progress yeah, at all yeah, yeah. in yeah. that tour, even though she's a title character and I think that like subplot characters develop more than she does. But um yeah. yeah, that's a that's a separate issue. Uh about how they write females. But um yeah, that's completely fair. And what else? Oh, and good. a lot of people thought you were a total idiot for not knowing that Black Panther two was not a thing. <laughs> so But you've now yeah, seen Black okay. Panther three, right? Yes, I have. Black Panther we'll 3, uh, where Black Panther collects all the Infinity Stones. Yes. Yeah. But that'll be uh, another episode. That'll be another episode, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So this so this time, so I picked this topic because... So I watched these two documentaries, and they really, really angered me and really wound me up. They're based on social media and influencers and the sort of life of influencers on social networking. And... I wanted to talk to you about it because is it fair to say you don't really use social media? Um yeah. I don't I think that's yeah. probably fair. Or certainly I'm not I'm not I'm not an avid user of it. Like I mean I have accounts, so I guess that makes me a user, but uh it sounds like I'm a drug addict. Um but um but I like I don't I don't use like Instagram religiously. I never use Facebook. I don't even have... Well, I do have Twitter, but it's an embarrassment to nature. Um, yeah. You've got, like, one follower. It's, like, the Scottish Police Service or something. And you. <laughs> and, oh, and me, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You, and, you and Police Scotland. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know why Police Scotland follow me. It was quite disconcerting. <laughs> You're on someone's list, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm always on someone's list. But, yeah, no, you know, I, I, I think that would be fair. Yeah, I'm not a big um, kind of social media person you use snapchat quite a lot yeah i use snapchat well you see this is the thing right so i use the social media media apps for messaging so i use snapchat for messaging and facebook for messaging. Do you use snapchat just like a chat messenger yeah pretty much i use it more more for that than it. i don't post on story that much like only if it's something like it's funny only if you're like, drunk in the garage you know all that yeah that's that's partly what goes on there but also like if ironically if it's something that i think is interesting and i post it on my story it's probably not interesting. Like, and then there's probably a million other things that happen that would be quite interesting on there, but I don't put them on. Um, he says quite graciously. So, but I don't think like uh, uh, the thing is, is 
I kind of detach that, like the messaging part from actually using the app for its main purpose. So, Like the social platform and the, yeah. the network of people. Exactly, yeah. So I, I really only use Facebook Messenger because a lot of my friends use it. And I'm sure that's the same for them, is that they only use the... In fact, I know that a lot of my friends only use only have Facebook because of the Messenger. They don't really update Facebook. They, they, they maybe share the odd thing or they use it mainly as like a procrastination thing, but not as a, you know, kind of here's my whole holiday trip to Greece kind of thing. Um, so Here's my eight-course uh, meal, course one. Yeah, course exactly. One yeah. Course two. Course yeah. two finished. Oh, that's Instagram as well. That's like, you know, like so many people. But now every single app has like, um, like story mode. Like, I can't think of a social media, maybe Twitter doesn't, I'm not sure, but, like, you know, where you don't have, like, a live story, kind of, like, Facebook, you can do it. Uh, tw- uh, t- um, I was going to say Tinder. Um, uh, <laughs> what was it? Snapchat, Instagram. I don't know any of the other ones, because uh, I don't have accounts for them, but, like, loads of them now have, like, this story thing where you just, like, post your daily life. Um, Did you remember the the meme that came out when uh, the story thing sort of set off, and it, it was like the new update to Microsoft Excel? Stories at the top of it. Uh, I don't remember that. No, when was that? Oh, it's like explaining memes to your dad uh, <laughs> when uh, when Snapchat came out with stories. It's not uh, <laughs> when Snapchat came out with stories. Uh, Facebook copied it almost immediately, and then Instagram used it because you know Instagram is a. Uh, company owned by facebook and mm-hmm. it, like it started getting people started putting stories everywhere and then uh, so twitter didn't do it it did comment it did moments instead but because the feature got so heavily ripped off almost immediately it was just like a joke like where like what bit of software out of context would make no sense to have um yeah. social media stories in it and it was like microsoft excel was the point so it was like a new update to uh, microsoft office and excel's got you got um stories in it now okay no, right. Every, oh, yeah, the joke's funnier point. when you explain it i mean you did laugh after i explained <laughs> it so i'll take that but um oh, yeah, i like the fact that i i think it's it's almost funnier that i didn't didn't understand it than, than, than it's actually like but when i do so it, having to explain that joke to you emphasizes the point that you do not use these platforms right yeah and i certainly don't know like I don't know the pop culture around them that well. So, like, I got, I get... Do you know what a meme is? Do I know, yeah, I know what a meme is, yeah. I can give you, a, like, a, de- a definition, like, that would be in the dictionary, but I, I could, like... I could <laughs> Webster's dictionary it. defines meme as... Yeah. Like, but do you know what? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Actually, I use Instagram primarily for memes. Oh, uh, right. Like, I do have... I have to... I really have to... I have a bone to pick with you about that as well. Why? Later in this oh just um you contribute to part of the problem that's raised in some of these (laughs) in these two documentaries oh thank you (laughs) um so anyway so the the two documentaries are they're both on netflix um american meme which is about instagram stars and like it circles around five or six people who make their primary income on as being quote-unquote influencers on instagram and the other documentary is the fire festival documentary on netflix the name of which mm-hmm. i have totally forgotten it's like the best party to never happen or something is that what it's called fire the greatest uh, the greatest party that never happened so oh, okay. yeah and i so the reason i want to talk about that as well is that that essentially was a social media campaign and and that was all of it it was just like it was all surface and they they both made me feel quite sad about life quite sad about the world as a person (laughs) who uses these platforms and it made me quite sad about almost everything so i thought it'd be good to speak oh speak to like one i could bring and put my view across and i've got some notes mostly about american meme because the fire festival thing like it seemed to be like just like a blip in like culture the reason that it like came like that i managed to see a lot of it was like one there was a big gofundme campaign about one of the uh women who the women who owned the restaurant and also blink 22 are referenced in it so anything that blink <laughs> are referenced in it's gonna it's gonna land on me at some point yeah um, anything with blink in it is like literally someone's gonna send it to me or i'm gonna find out about it uh, yeah. well that's fair enough do you have so do you have anything to say up top so you watch both the documentaries yep yeah yeah i did oh do you want to go through them one by one yeah, yeah, we can go through them kind of individually, and then there's, there's, there's I think there's some kind of crossover t- points to make between them. But um, 
So, I mean, so if I watched the Fire Festival one first, right, and I'd heard of the Fire Festival in the sense that I'd heard about this festival that was just a huge scam and loads of people had got very angry about it, but I didn't know any of the details and specifically about what it was about or who was involved and things like that. And the more the documentary went on, because obviously you know, like, what's going to happen, like, you know it's not going to work. Uh, and it's going to be a big problem and fail and everything. It's a bit like watching the Madeleine McCann documentary or something like that. Like you know, she's going to like disappear. <laughs> so is it really? Crude, <laughs> so like well, a crude reference, but like, yeah, like you know, like I guess with any documentary, you know what's going to happen. Or watching Air Crash Investigation—that's a good example where it's like uh, these are a bit morbid. But anyway, let's. I'll move on. Um, <laughs> is it about a child disappearing, or is it about dozens or hundreds of people dying? What one? Uh, it's a mix between the two, I guess. <laughs> this docu- this uh, fe- this festival that basically just took advantage of middle class, highly paid millennials is essentially the same as a massive air traffic incident. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, great, no, cool. I take that I'm on, I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, <laughs> carry on. Okay, I'll draw a line under that. Let's pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> Cut that out. So the thing I found with it is that as I was watching it, it was like it got more and more ridiculous. Like this whole scheme that they were trying to do. I think it was the guy, is it the guy who uh, organises Glastonbury or something like that? I think it was, maybe. Who was interviewed afterwards and said he starts to plan Glastonbury like 8 to 12 months or something like that in advance, or even longer actually, was it like 12 to 15 months or something like that in advance of the of the next one that's going to happen? Because it's such a huge thing that they it, that it, so much time needs to go in it and so much planning and preparation and everything. And they gave themselves like, what, six weeks, six to eight weeks to do it. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of think like, okay, I mean, Glastonbury, you know, okay, they don't need to build fucking villas. But, you know, at the same time, it's such a, it's a huge festival and the amount of planning and logistics that goes into it must be absolutely insane. And hats off to the people that do it because I have no idea where to start. Uh, But then you hear this story about this guy who just, or these guys, they just like, you know, decided that, they could put this massive festival together on like a pile of sand within like within six weeks. What do you think of their premise though? What do you think of like the whole like the idea of who they're marketing it to and who like the quotable scene in it is when him and Jarul and the models or whatever are on the boat at yeah. night and they're like, You are speaking to like wanker middle America. Like the average yes. loser is the person <laughs> that you're trying to say you can be a part of this life that i that i'm having and they're just like there's so much derision to like the people that they're yeah. trying to sell these things to and he's like billy mcfarlane otherwise known as the biggest oh, yeah. wanker of the 21st century oh, yeah. um actually that's maybe unfair there's probably a lot of contention for quite a lot of competition there are that. yeah yeah um, that's, a, that's a tough trophy to win at the moment maybe well, the, tough in the, the biggest wanker of the two months of that this uh these documentaries <laughs> yes came <out>. probably yes <laughs> In between yeah. Amazon scandals, Elon Musk saying things, Jillian Assange being arrested, and a bunch of other shit that happened. But yeah, so he... The way that he's able to, like, just charm people into giving him millions of dollars to do absolutely nothing is just completely ridiculous. Yeah. And it was all just built upon an idea. So, like, the whole reason I wanted to... I linked that with the American meme thing is that... So the influencers are, like, quote-unquote influencers that they get on board to help market it and, like, Jerry Media and whatever else who helped promote this are essentially like people follow them because they have this idealized life that these people wish they had i say these people like i follow some of these people as well so i wanted to like not try and be too horrendously derogatory because it's not what Mm -hmm. that's not my point of view but they portray a life like this glamorized life and that whole selling point of that was like you know that life you get to follow every day of like kendall jenner and whoever else who's like doing these incredible things come and be that for a month and then they charge a horrendous amount of money and it's like tens of thousands of dollars and they're just like all right and people just drop it and even when he's saying like oh we've not got enough money so i'm gonna like rent a yacht and sell ten thousand dollar tickets to come and sit in a room with some celebrity and you're like and he's like i can generate millions of dollars doing that and he can and it's it's kind of i don't know what you thought about that but that well like that was the main premise of that documentary that really just made me go Oh, I really hate people and the world you know and the state of social media. Like, I see, the thing is, is that I'm kind of like, I, I'm torn between whether they actually thought they could do it and whether they just thought that they would get away with not doing it and kind of people would be like, oh, this is shit. Oh, well, never mind. We won't do it again. Like, I kinda, I'm not sold that they actually were ever convinced. Although the guy, although the documentary, like, people that are interviewed say, like, 
he, he was putting his heart and soul into it. And maybe he was. Maybe he was, like, desperately trying to get it done. You know, I mean, he was he was able to raise a hell of a lot of money, you know. Uh, if only if he'd done it for something like something productive like charity or something, then maybe it would have been good. But, like, it, you know, he was just, like, a serial liar and really good at it. His premise is, like, not his premise isn't okay, but, like, see, like, you say doing it for charity. Like, it's okay to do things to make money. Like, Amazon course, yeah, sells yeah. shoes and they sell shoes at a profit so they can make money and books yeah, and whatever else. Yeah, of course. But, well, that's business. So yeah. it's, it's okay, but, like, he... Like, he just... It was just, like, manipulation and lies from day one just yeah. to... Like, with an un, unapologetic as well, like, unremorseful. It was like, I'll step over and fuck over anybody that I walk up to if it's going to mean that this is a wee bit more... If the outlook is a little bit better for me. And I just find him... He's, like... That's why I said, like, he's the biggest prick of the last... Of those two months, because he's such a hateable villain. Like, he's such... Mm. like. I mean, him and Ja Rule, ja Rule, a person I'd actually forgotten about um, <laughs> since I saw, what was it, Fast and the Furious or whatever it was <laughs> that he was in. Um, yeah, I mean, both of them just like, like at the end of the interview, uh, the um, documentary, I was like, oh, I was just, I was, I was so angry with them. And I guess this is the whole premise of the episode is how powerful this social media is, like, you know, to convince people. But, you know, you, you do have to question people's decision-making processes when they spend some of them a quarter of a million dollars on something that they've not seen and doesn't exist. They've just seen this video of um, models jumping off a boat, you know, into into crisp blue water with the sun shining and a really cool soundtrack and some funky font. But that's it. I mean, okay, in hindsight, it's very easy for me to sit here and judge people, obviously, but... You know, I just don't see how people's logic process worked with that and just decided, you know what, it that that's something I'm willing to pay that much money for based on no no evidence at all. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's hard. It's like any, um, it's like any music festival. Like, some people are going to... I don't know. It's also, like, it just kind of speaks to, like, what advertising is, really, and yeah. how, like, if you can find an audience... Like we we we're gonna try and like promote this podcast at some point. And like you all mm. we're trying to do is find somebody who wants to listen to like us two idiots yeah. rambling for <laughs> forty minutes every other week. Um, yeah, that's great. That's, that's, the, that's the best thing ever. We don't charge a quarter of a million dollars for it. No, um, we don't. No. <laughs> maybe we've got Kendall Jenner to promote it on Instagram. And <gasps> get a couple oh my more god, listener. we should. How cool um, would that be? <laughs> you confront the first the first ad. I'll do the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It maybe it just speaks to like what how advertising works today and like because people like Glastonbury does sell out every year and the on the premise of like here's some people who are gonna turn up and that's what they did like they were just like here's a bunch of famous people who you adore that are gonna be there and here's a couple of artists that are gonna be there and gonna be performing and I don't even mm-hmm. know what the lineup was but um, I know it, like so Blink One Eight Two were meant to be there which is a bit weird but. Um, and he like there was the they were the butt of the joke when that guy was on um, that talk show and he said if you've got six thousand dollars to go and see Blink One Eight Two for a weekend then you've got bigger problems yeah and and it wasn't like they were an established company they were just two guys that just okay one of them was clearly a successful businessman what gave them legitimacy was the fact they had all those celebrities around them and they had they did manage yeah. to sign those acts so suppose that that's kind of that kind of makes yes. sense, right? Yeah. And then it just because of how viral culture works, it just like they set like what they use to get people in is what caused their caused their biggest downfall because like you're advertising to people who live their lives on these platforms, so therefore they're gonna post on these platforms the entire time they're there, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and therefore when they turn up and it's a fucking shit show, what what is gonna what's gonna be shown to you? Like what is the world yeah, gonna yeah. see about your festival other than I- it's just an utter disaster which is i suppose like some of the best karma you can get Uh, absolutely and i I guess the fact that they had celebrities like i i I agree with that now that now i think about it like that that by having all those celebrities and all those acts particularly someone like blink 182 i mean you know okay they're not everyone's cup of tea but they're they're massive they're absolutely massive so it's like having that kind of band sign up you would like to think that the bands would almost have the sense to say Okay, let's see what you've got first before we sign up for this. 
Well, so that's why Blink build. Yeah, exactly. Well, of course, because they yeah. so Blink, Blink pulled out because like they were like, well, we need lights, we need electricity. What have yeah. you got? And they took, they couldn't tell them, so they had to bail out. So, but they but they must have reproached Blink and said, okay, we don't have anything yet, but here's the plan. This is what we will have. And then Blink must have gone, okay, cool. Well, that's fine. We'll we'll do it. You can use. And they can... hired a stage designer, and we're like, well, and they yeah like build a stage, and they said it was going to cost you a couple million dollars, and they're like, well, here's a couple yeah. thousand, do what you can. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and toilets as well. Like they were basically <laughs> trying to build civilization on a part of an island that had no civilization. You know, it was like it was beach. It was you know okay. There were there was restaurants around, and there were people you know locals and stuff. But you know, I mean, it's not it's not the richest place in the world. You know, so the infrastructure is not particularly great as it is. You know, the people that that's what makes it so there. much more tragic about how they fucked everybody over or how yeah. they screwed everybody over. Try not to swear so much, but um, yeah, because like they just sort of like, stomped on absolutely everybody and went, yeah. and yeah, it's horrible. It's I mean, this is turned into a bit of a bitching episode. Yeah, we should maybe move on. <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I guess. But it's also like they—they they just, you know, you kind of, you think about big companies screwing over people, right? This wasn't even a big company. This was just, this was just two people. Okay, yes, I, I, you know, I mean, Billy, I can't imagine was very well known. The musician guy, I can't remember what his name was. Jarrell. That's the one. Yes, he was obviously known. But at the same time, like, I'm just struggling to understand how the impact of that video, that, that trailer, how much of an impact that can have. And that partly probably comes down to the fact that I am a bit of a, well, I was going to say, I was going to say social phobe, but that makes me sound very unsociable, but I am quite <laughs> sociable. Um, yeah, that I'm not a very social media kind of person. I mean, it's just, it's like using social media for negative purposes. And uh, don't get me wrong, I mean, there's, uh, social media is, I guess, uh, it's a preference thing on how you use it, you know, so it's like, I use it for, you know, mainly messaging people rather than posting my life. Um, a lot of people really like to post their life, and a lot of people like to read about people posting their lives, which is fine. That's like there's nothing wrong with it. It's like in the sense that like if that makes you happy. That makes you happy. <laughs> so before before we move on to the documentary, <laughs> I want to I want to say I don't want it to sound like we're super down on social networking because like i i use i use the hell out of social networking i use twitter i use twitter it's normally the first thing i open in the morning i use instagram five six seven times a day because like there's like there's real good that comes out of it like you can find communities of people that are interested in things that you just don't find around you like it's almost like i don't give you a one-on-one of why social networking is a beneficial thing for a lot of people but because you do see news articles every other day about how it gives people depression or how, how it can rise to falls in mental health and stuff because it's almost like a popularity group on the internet and you can't ever escape it but at the same time it does lead to you being able to find a group of like-minded people so like i've got a group of people on twitter who are like i'm i feel vaguely associated with and i wouldn't i probably wouldn't be the same person i was if i didn't have that group of people there's some people there who i'm like i'll have lifelong friends with because of it yeah so i don't want to paint it as if it's this horrible atrocious thing but i think that that documentary and the one that we're about to talk about highlights the darker side and what the advantage that could be taken from people who do that and like i i quite like people who post their entire life on social networking because otherwise like i wouldn't be able to catch up with people so like there's he's like i suck at keeping in touch like we we struggle to keep in touch quite a lot of the time yeah yeah, no uh, same here like i mean i'm you know i don't use it as much as you but and I, i definitely do not think that social media should just be like eradicated like some people like i mean like I, you know i get family members saying you know oh it's just a waste of you know facebook is the worst invention ever you know it's like well facebook yeah. is the worst invention ever yeah. I fucking okay. hate facebook <laughs> yeah okay so it is and it isn't right because yeah okay i hate facebook absolutely and i i you know but i only i the thing is is that i don't really when i think about it i don't really know why i hate it i just i just don't like it but so, I won't get rid of it because I use I use the messenger stuff too much to speak to people. So I listen to a couple of podcasts that talk about this occasionally, and like it comes down to like how you feel when you use it. So a lot of Twitter for a while, like after after the last presidential election and after like the Brexit stuff, like a lot of Twitter can just feel not pleasant to be on, and you can spend a lot of time just not enjoying your time, not enjoying the conversations that are happening, and a lot of that is like make Twitter what you want it to be. So like 
I've always been a big advocate of like if you really don't like reading this thing about this person, just unfollow them. And like I would never take offense if you unfollowed me on Twitter if you were hypothetically a person who used Twitter. <laughs> I wouldn't take offense if you unfollowed me because like you might just think that because I might choose to use um, Twitter to be massively political, or I might I might choose to express my views about one, two, three thing that you're just not interested in, and I just wouldn't I wouldn't really care if you decided that you weren't interested in that, but. Yeah. So I've always been a big advocate of Twitter is what you make it, but at some point, because of like how it captures a moment and it's hard to escape like the zeitgeist of what's going on in certain times, like whenever uh, what's something that happened recently, the thing that happened in, in Paris with uh, Notre Dame burning down or stuff yeah. like that, like you, like there's just huge cultural events that happen and you just can't escape certain points of view, or like when the protests were happening in London, you can't escape certain points of view. But Facebook sort of seems to highlight an unpleasantness and the same with twitter at times where you can just like you just get like a really sour taste by reading through what a lot of people are saying and you can't really escape it because it, the way that the algorithm shows you things that it thinks you're interested in or things that are popular it's hard to escape but like instagram is something that i think is overly quite nice because people don't yeah. usually take shit pictures people don't usually yeah. post horrible things like the worst is like some people post memes or people steal jokes or whatever but Instagram is like a nice escape of just like people taking selfies or people taking pictures of their dogs or stuff they're up to. I agree with you. Like Facebook is bad and it's not bad, but it all comes down to like that feeling you get when you use it. I mean, the thing I have with Instagram is that I just don't see. It's home. I don't. Do you know why? I actually don't know because it's like I I I know how to use it as an app. Obviously, I mean it's not difficult, but you know. So I, I know people that will just post a picture of like. A flower, right? Okay, it's not a terrible picture, and they'll get like four hundred likes of a flower, right? Something that I can go outside and see, but just you know, randomly. And then I'll post a picture of something like at the top of like Mont Blanc in like France, and get like twelve likes or something like that. Or I mean, it's like I could post a picture of me on the moon, playing golf upside down, standing next to. Steve Jobs, and I'd probably only still get like five likes or something like that. That would be and amazing. I, I really want it, to Photoshop that picture right now. Well, let's do it. So, yeah, if, if anybody knows how to do that, please send me it. You can go to at Bampot's Podcast on Twitter. Please send me it. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone does it, then there'll be a reward. I won't tell you the reward now, but. I'll let the first person spank Marco. <laughs> hey, why? Why do I not get a say in this? I'll hold them down. Oh, that's not difficult. Anyway, so um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, my point is is that you know um, I'm not very good at it. But the thing is is that when you see you see Instagram, I kind of think like like so. I look at quite a lot of my friends' um, profiles in the sense that I'll actively go on their profile because I'm interested to see what they're posting, and, and then I see their pictures and I'm kind of thinking, is this actually like like they're almost perfect? Like every picture is perfect. No one posts, like, a picture that's not good in the sense that it's, like... It's almost like a quality filter, right? Like, people, yeah. people like, try to put, like a, like, a lens of perfection across on Instagram. And I think that's what kind of leads to it being a little bit nicer. Like, a general feel of it being nicer. And I think that kind of contributes to the fact, like, I don't follow any of these people who are, like, quote-unquote influencers. Like, I follow, apart from, like, Sean Mendes. <laughs> but um, that's for separate reasons. <clears throat> Unrelated. <laughs> but... <laughs> Anyway, but um, but like the thing is, is like the the perfect lives that you see people post is kind of a bit, uh, you know, every picture looks perfect. Is kind of it kind of grates on me a wee bit. So do you, do you think you've got jealousy over Instagram? Like, what do you think it is? Like, why do you think you? Because you seem bothered by people who, are, <laughs> who post perfect lives. I don't think I'm bothered. Like, I mean, <sighs> you said it grates on you. Like. <sighs> I mean, maybe I am a wee bit. Maybe I'm in denial, but it's like I, I kind of—I don't have any desire to be like really popular on Instagram. You just want some. You want like a your share of gratification, like yes, yeah. You feel like it's like unfairly balanced, unbalanced, in like not in your favor because like you're you're posting what you think of as as good pictures, and you're just not getting the same. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, it might not help that. I mean, I've got, like, what, 170 followers, which isn't that many. So, in terms of proportion, you know, some people who get, like, 300 likes have, like, you know, 1,500 followers. So, proportion-wise, it's actually probably not that far off. 
you know, roughly. But, you know, uh, so it makes sense like that. But you kind of think like, well, you'd think that more people would be interested. But maybe it might not just be, I mean, maybe I don't post enough, you know, so that's probably why as well. I think there's like a, there's a whole thing about how often you post, like uh, where, what time you post, what days you post. Like there's a whole science behind posting pictures on Instagram that I have no clue about. Like I, you know, and no real would, interest to learn about. And no real interest either. Like I don't particularly care about. You know, uh, it, it's just not something that I'm interested in. In fact, my last picture was something like, oh no, it was a, it was November. It was when I was in Uruguay. Oh, it's a picture of a really old car. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, I like that. I like picture, it. Right. That's like yeah. See, I've got like I've got twenty likes for that, so that wasn't bad. Right, that was like the most. So that's twenty percent of your follower base that's like that picture. Like that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, I am on a friend's profile here, and they have two and a half thousand followers, and their average like on their pictures is like forty. Yeah, so like you're doing, you're doing pretty well. So I'm doing pretty well. As like a percentage, yeah. As a percentage, as a percent, as a ratio. Anyway, so yeah, so we we digress, but um, we have yeah we've massively digressed. We should probably well, so we, just, if, we could just not talk about the other documentary. Um, well, let's let let's talk a little bit. Let's let's at least touch on it because like the other documentary was the American meme, <laughs> the thing we actually have notes about in the doc. <laughs> yeah, the thing we actually yeah yeah yeah. So we can kind of touch on like uh, well, I guess for people who haven't seen it, it's it kind of pause, go watch it, come back. It'll make you super yes. super upset. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and it, it'll, yes, it will make you upset, and it'll make you. Well, maybe it won't. In which case, this podcast is not for you, I'm afraid. Um, but well, no, maybe it is. No, stay. Don't leave, please. No, don't leave. Okay, thank you. Um, so, like, you know, <laughs> I think that like worked. That, That's pretty like that bit of acting there. Oh, I could yeah. be an actor. Anyway, right. So the American meme follows how many is it? Six. Yeah, something like six people. Yeah. Paris Hilton, yeah. DJ Khaled. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it, but the fat Jew, uh, Kirill and Brittany Murphy. Is that her name? Brittany, Brittany bitch, Brittany Furlong. No, no, Brittany Murphy, Brittany Furlong. Yeah, I don't know Brittany Murphy. Who's, who's Brittany Murphy? The the girl who's an eight mile, who has sex with Eminem in a factory. I'm no idea. You know way too much about that. Like for this episode, you know way too much about that specific scene. <laughs> oh no, she died ten years ago. Oh no, I feel quite bad now. Anyway, uh, yes, Brittany Furlong. Let's go through each one then a wee bit. Right. So basically, what right, the documentary so- does is it goes into their lives and like explores how they became famous or how they became online personalities, what they use social media for. Uh, that kind of stuff, right? Would that be a fair description? Yeah, and it yeah, so it kind of goes through what social networking is in their life or social media is to them, where it fits in their life, and how much it monopolizes them. And yeah, it it paints each of them in a very different light, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I therefore based on that, I like I have a very very different response to like very different view on how I feel these people. I like my opinion of these people and how I view them. Did you were you familiar with any of them beforehand? Yeah, well, Paris Hilton, yeah, absolutely, because of her sex tape. Um, <laughs> I know that I've seen it. Well, that's a lie. But anyway, um, uh, no, but I was obviously she was. You just uploaded like, it to. Yeah, I was. I was the one that filmed it. You uploaded four chan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paris Hilton definitely because she's just she's just huge. Um, uh, D- DJ Khaled, yes. DJ Khaled, who famously had a song in the Love Simon soundtrack. Yes, he did actually, didn't he? Yes, it was and a pretty you, good song as well. If you, if, if you haven't seen Love Simon, go and watch it and listen to the previous episode called "Get This Man a Shield." You will be thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brittany, Brittany Furlan. I'd heard so when I saw her face, I was like, "Oh yeah, I know her." Uh, well, I don't know her obviously, but like um, I recognised her face. I'd never heard of the fat Jew or the fat Jewish or whatever. And again, Krill, unfortunately, I had heard of, um, but I did not. Unfortunately, know, yeah, I didn't know specifically details into his life. But now I do. I wish uh, I didn't. Know. <laughs> I, I wish I could unsee. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could scratch out that part in my brain, but unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. So the rest of them all seem to have a very. Um realistic view of where they lit where they sit in the world and they go so dg Khaled has got a very appropriate like 
it's a part of my business therefore i do it and yeah. paris hilton is like it's a way for me to connect with people who happen to shower with me with praise so she does i think she comes across the most genuine uh and she genuinely like, she does spend a lot of time trying to interact with people and then Brittany murphy's separate no Brittany murphy <laughs> Jesus yeah, Brittany Christ. Furlong. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna watch eight mile after this um oh, god Brittany furlong uh i have a different opinion on um but and the fact too is it's just he's the same he's just like it's a part of my it's just a part of my business and it's not gonna last forever but like Kirill's just like this is who i am i get drunk and pour champagne on people and it's the best because people think i'm the best and i'm gonna have sex with everyone and it yeah. just makes me sad he makes me very sad as well and, and and i was trying to think of some positive to say about him but like i can't actually like i can't actually think of any positive i guess the only thing that i can kind of scratch to the surface is that he almost seems apart from britney and maybe fat jew he kind of seems like he's a bit like donald trump right where he just like he appeals to a mass amount of people unfortunately but he does and he just says and does whatever is there and he just has made his name from doing inappropriate things and saying inappropriate things but he kind of krill like just just does what he thinks right and and to be fair you know the girls that he pours champagne on uh you know if people didn't like it then you kind of think they would be a bit like what the fuck are you doing however however my caveat to that though is that these girls and people know now who he is and know his presence online and probably just want or are desperate to kind of have a piece of that online fame and yeah you know that's that's what's actually most sad about it is that he and, will probably prey on people that you know crave online satisfaction or validation but all of these people do to be honest to be fair like all of these people like especially the Brittany furlong like she she like she was a big vine star i don't know if you know a lot about vine but she was yeah, a yeah. huge vine star and then she struggled to find her place on instagram and then now it appears that her job is being married to that musician and he she just like so she, like she was just like clamoring to be number one or trying yeah. to be popular and yeah like but the thing about Kirill is that like he so he thinks like he goes to these places and everyone loves that he's there and all that sort of thing but i think it's just because like in that setting everyone just wants to have a good time like you go to a nightclub to have a fun night and it's the same with like the people who got the tattoo of his name or whatever yeah people get like this his face tattooed or they get that thing tattooed on him yeah. and you're like you're like but they don't actually really give a shit about him no. if it was anybody else it would be fine because like it's that's not that's not what they like and that's not it's not him that they're there for it's no. the good time that surrounds him that they're there for yeah and you could pull him out and put anybody else in and they would still have the same reaction yeah and i mean it's maybe mean to say but like he and he he seems to be the only one who's actually regressed in his life because like dg Khaled has gone oh i started with this and now i've got this big business i've got a music career i promote all these things the and we need to get another name for the Fat. The fat I feel really awkward. I really feel really awkward saying it. Okay, let's call him. Let's call him Fat Man. Just because it could get cut and pasted, and it could just be like me, and anyway, it could just be abused. Um, anyway, yeah. So <laughs> he, uh, that person, he now sells rosy wine, and he's got a really cool, like, on-brand view, like on-brand um, business selling rosy wine, yeah. and it's pretty cool. And this guy, this and Krill went from photographing justin bieber wanting this high like really uh, luxurious career and now his job is pouring champagne on people yeah i don't know i just i kind of pity him you know i pity him absolutely that's the best way for it is that i pity him because i almost feel like he he feels like he needs this validation uh and he thinks that people care about him when like you say they don't they care about the good time and you know, I so when I was watching it, I thought his name was Krill, not Kirill. We obviously, and Krill is like a type of wee sea creature that lives at the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> which I thought was like when I was writing it today, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a great wee reference, and then I realised his name is. I'm gonna slam him. Kirill, yeah, and it's like doesn't really work the same way, but 
he probably does belong at the bottom of the ocean. Sorry, that's quite harsh, but I think he should get in the bottom of the sea as well. I don't. I'm <laughs> yeah. totally with you. I think he's a waste of a human. Anyway, moving swiftly on from that, I uh, like. I thought that, like you said, interestingly, that Paris Hilton seemed like quite genuine, but, and I don't know whether this is just because it's been drilled in me through, like, drilled into me through social media and stuff. But she seemed a bit like she. She always seems plastic, like she's kind of like. You know, oh my god, I love you all so much. I mean, she probably does love her followers, right? And that's fair enough. And, you know, that's a nice thing for her to do. Because she could just not give a shit, and they would still love her. Um, yeah, like, she could be the... She could do the Kardashian thing of just, like, oh, here's a picture of me. Yeah. Adore me. Yeah. But she doesn't. Like, she actually chats to people. And that, yeah. like... I, I, and, yeah. and that feeds people's obsession with her as well, which is... it. Do, yeah, absolutely. And she, she kind of, like... I like... Like I like the way that she said in the interview that she kind of, you know, she was born into this billionaire family, so she had everything there. If she wanted to, she could just she could just scrounge off the family. She wouldn't need to do anything. But she actually decided that she would do something different and make a name for herself. And she went into modelling and, you know, all this other stuff. And you know, um, and then you know, like DJ Khaled and a couple of the others, launched her career even further through social media. But, you know, but I still can't, you know, I still kind of feel like. It's like I wrote down like small loan of a million pounds reference to Donald Trump. Like, she, <laughs> like she probably got a bit of help like from family. Like I can't imagine, like they're billionaires, right? Unless maybe not. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she was just totally like, you know what? I'm doing this completely independently, and you know. But like, also, like, like she got a leg up, but she actually made something of it. Like so, it's like the, the stuff that even though she had a platform to start with, yeah. she's still successful. She's still making money. Like she's still doing something with it like she's not just like because if you look at like what she does with the platform versus what Kirill does with the platform like he does it to promote his nightclub entrances and she does it to promote her billion dollar businesses like that or even might not be billion but hundreds of millions of dollar businesses and our products and everything else and uses it to interact with people who care who she is and help them buy stuff that she sells with her name on it yeah i came away liking her more than i expected to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like so i i didn't really i didn't really think a lot of her beforehand but i came away liking her a lot more and i suppose a bit of that is like how this is all portrayed and her production company helped produce this documentary which i think you know biases this a lot yes but um and i think i I also feel sorry for her as well like i think like the like the house of wax thing like so that movie that she was in and it was advertised as like watch her die Mm. and how that affected her like it's 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 interesting she came across more human than the rest of them did combined yeah 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 Yeah, you know i agree she did she did and 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 uh i actually my opinion on her improved as well as it went on like i thought she 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 did seem a little bit more genuine um do you follow her on instagram now no i don't i don't follow any of them on instagram (laughs) in fact i don't oh i follow the liverpool football club and maybe a couple of those guys but i don't tend to follow famous people what did you think of britney so britney I did actually kind of feel sorry for her because, like, she had a platform and that platform kind of got pulled from under her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I take I take back what I said earlier when I said like her job is now being married to, to this little guy. Yeah. But even though I do kind of believe that, because <laughs> um, it came out of nowhere, like it was just like she's struggling, she's struggling, and she's found a millionaire to marry. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. What was your take on that? I think she was. I thought some of the stuff she did was quite funny. Where she like took the piss out of because she did the one with um, Britney Spears, no, not Britney Spears, um, Beyonce with the baby or something, wasn't it? No. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. did, and she was sticking her stomach out. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was like like the things she did were quite funny because it was like she was taking. She's the, quite creative, right? She, she does is, actually have yeah. good ideas. Yeah, 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 and she like she I like the way that she just takes the piss out of like she takes the piss out of herself, which is a great quality to have, but she also takes the piss out of like the platforms that she uses to as a job like she takes the piss out of this whole instagram meme culture stuff even though she uses it herself like the beyonce one's so great because it just it's like you know you can imagine like the amount of airbrushing and stuff that went into that picture yeah i thought it was really it was a really different way yeah i liked her i think she's i think she's quite hot as well but she's unfortunately she's married so i like the way that she kind of she struggled through life a wee bit and then kind of found something that actually worked for her. And then, you know, but then I also felt a bit sorry that it just suddenly, like, disappeared. 
So she was a yeah an underdog, and then she made something for herself, and then she became an underdog again. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it, it's a little, it's a wee bit sad, but you know, as you say, she's not living on the streets. Um, she'll survive. Anyway, and so we should, I we should wrap up. At yes, some we point should. Yes, uh, but yeah. to to get back to the one thing that I mentioned about four hours ago, yeah. uh, the bone <laughs> that I had to pick to you pick with you about this whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so. The Fire Festival was promoted and filmed and all that by Fuck Jerry, the uh, campaign, the media company, mm-hmm. and they've been heavily criticised for uh, joke thief, uh, joke stealing, and like stealing without credit of people's pictures and memes and redistributing other people's content. So people who are like Brittany Furlan, who are hugely creative mm-hmm. and. Uh, spend time coming up with these h- funny, hilarious things, and then they just take them and repost them and say, "But we're doing a great thing because we've got an audience of millions and millions of people, and we sell ads on that, and therefore we'll just uh, we're doing we're doing good." Yeah. Um, <laughs> where really they're just harvesting people's uh, content and re- redistributing it for a profit. And the <coughs> fat uh, <laughs> he did the same thing. <laughs> the, however, we're gonna call him. Oh. He does the exact. He got accused of doing the exact same thing. Um, Lad Bible does it and Nine Gag does it and Lad Memes and all that sort of thing. They all do the exact same thing and I think they are the they are the what's the word? The splurge. They are the the scum of Instagram and I really really the don't splurge like them. of Instagram. And, <laughs> that's probably not the right word. No, it's not. Keep it in. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> word. I like that. The splurge of Instagram. Splurge. It kind of works well. Thing. Yeah, that's good. Let's keep that. It's almost like when you when you try and say a word in context and it kind of makes sense, but it's actually nonsense. Yes. Oh yeah, um, I do that all the time. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing a PhD. Your brain just goes filler words. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just it sounds right, and then you're like, that's not the right word. I'm glad this isn't being recorded. And there's somebody in the room sort of looking at you and shaking their head going, yeah. I meant to say something else and this is not, this is not going well for you. Uh, anyway, so what's so, your, what's your yeah, bone anyway. with me? Well, your bone So all you use Instagram with for me is you send me these people's memes. Like, I think if you look in our DM chat for, for Instagram, it's just a flood of you sending <laughs> yeah, me... Yeah, but they're funny. Nine, nine... I'm trying to pass <laughs> yeah. on the humour that's what they're doing that's their argument i mean you're not making a profit on it but you're just essentially all you like you're a contributor to the problem but i mean you are the problem i am the i mean and i do reply because i do think they're funny but like so if i if i scroll up like memes are uh shithead steve puberty shithead steve memes are yeah but like who wouldn't want to have this meme where it's like what you egg he stabs him i mean how cool is that or a lot of them have been taken down because I imagine people complain about them. So the only ones I've not been taken down seem to be Shit Steve. And I here's one I sent you, which is like a dog and a cat playing together. Um like, so here's here's a really good one, right? Okay, so your last text is the title for Avengers Four, which I don't think is gonna exist, is it? Because I think that's it. Unless it's like uh Black Panther Four or something. But anyway, your last text is You the... went to see Avengers Four. Oh, is that what it is? Oh I thought it was yeah. just Avengers What's the last one called? Infinity Game. End Game, that's it. Literally, the last text message I got is just says the word, just the phrase, oh well, Avengers, oh well. So the meme here says, what's it called? And the message is, you can't keep them away forever, Janet. They're my children too. Which is, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny, right? That's, like, you know, when I read that alone. Yeah, but the person who created that needs to get the credit for it. But they are. They're in it. They're, you can How? see Eric Alper said it, and then your BFF Alex said uh you can't keep you can't but you keep don't follow the person who the person who makes the meat that meme you follow whoever that kind is that's true but then which is the problem which is the point like so that's why uh britney furlong uh, struggled to make a name for herself on instagram because big people just squashed right okay that's fair enough i get that and redistributes her content i like the one where it's like homer and homer at the door and Barney with a gun pointing at him, and he's like, and Homer's got my family PC, and Barney's Lincoln Park num dot exe. A lot of people won't get that one, but that's quite funny. Uh, or <laughs> you will if you're like a nineties kid, you'll definitely get that one because we all had Lincoln Park num dot exe on our computers at some point. <laughs> I had several different ones. Um, Okay, yeah, so I get okay. your point, right? I get I get what you're saying, and uh, yes, that's a fair point that um, 
quite a few of them are quite funny and but the person who made them or posted it or whatever originally probably isn't getting um the actual credit for the the humor behind it um <laughs> But that would be like I don't I, sh- I don't actually really care. I just like to uh, show it you. But no, no, no. But it's an interesting thing. point, right? And uh, it is an interesting point that maybe that you know, I guess it all comes down like who owns content online. I think it's a completely yes. different discussion and not one for today. But like, no. um, like if if I tweet something, do I have rights to what I just said? Like, is it okay? like people retweet it? Is it okay that someone just steals and copies it? It's like whenever, um, like whenever something something controversial happens like Theresa May opens her mouth people a lot of people have like the same derivative of the same joke posted about 100,000 times on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and you know maybe it's fine but I don't know I, I just like to call you out and things like that no that's but. fair enough it's, it's like I mean you know I I probably deserve it to be fair because I, I do like like <laughs> given my rant at the start about like well, I wasn't a rant about social media, but the fact that I just I like I don't I use it only for messaging, even though I use Instagram primarily for reading memes and like sending people memes. Sending them to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'm a wee bit hypocritical there, but like I, you know, at the same point, it's like I do love it for that because they are very funny, and you know, I think you need to have a bit of a sense of humor with it um, because some of them are just absolutely brilliant and you can if you read it and you're just like that's that is that's going to be funny for quite a while um so but you know i like i wouldn't i wouldn't do that thing where like i don't share things on facebook okay i share the podcast but that's different um like i don't like share posts i don't tell people what to do on facebook i don't i don't voice my opinions specifically my or particularly my political opinions on Facebook, I don't feel like that's the the medium for it. Um, in the same way, I won't send people scathing emails with my political views in them. Um, so, you know. Anyway, yes. Should we? Should we? You know, wrap up. Like. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it would be quite good because, like, so we are not massive users of these platforms would be pretty good to hear people's uh views on one how ridiculous uh any or all of what we just said is and um yeah if you watch the documentary what you thought if you thought that we were too harsh not harsh enough on certain people yeah what do you think yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah it'd be good to know people's opinion because i mean at the end of the day this is i hate that phrase but anyway at the end of the day um so annoying Um, when all is said and done when all is said and done you know it's like it's just you know it's just it's just opinion and it's just like it's just preference you know it's like you like chocolate ice cream i like vanilla that makes me sound boring i like strawberry that makes me sound gay i like pistachio come on no homo i like um, <laughs> you like chocolate i like pistachio anyway yes let's 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 wrap up so um do it does on twitter at Bampots Podcast, go to www.bampotspodcast.com. You'll find all the links there. The next episode will be on. I don't. We haven't decided yet. But yeah. So tell friends. Tell many. Um, if you have any ideas for topics, submit them to. You can submit it. Uh, like just in any way, get them to us. Um, and yeah, I'll see you next time. Yeah. Cool.